0: welcome to middle school matters podcast number 582 when speaking in spanish shouldn't there be an accent we're going to talk about some jokes for your classroom we're going to talk about some resources a lot of ai this week and without further ado here's the wonderful the magnanimous mr troy patterson
1: All right, welcome back to the show. I am Troy Patterson, and with me is the world's greatest co-show host, Mr. Sean McGurr. Hey, Sean. Well, hello there. How are you? I am well. We did not have a show last week. We will not have a show next week due to plans and things and conflicts and all that. Uh, But then we'll be back the week after that. Um, I hope everybody had a good week last week, so we had a couple of weeks as well um in there um and uh for kind of what is what is uh what is going on so so yeah so you had a you had a good couple weeks in um and what's going on
0: I had, uh, yeah, it was not bad. I, well, we, we had a couple of interesting things happen and we didn't right. talk about before the show. So I'm going to throw this in here. <laughs> um, so we, we talked about like, uh, in the past transitioning, right. Cause, uh, we had a number of staff in my district retire principally mm-hmm. in administrative positions, right. So I've got, uh, the assistant principal became our principal. We have a brand new assistant principal, but we also have some brand new central office staff. They've, they've been there, but they've been shifted up into new positions and, um, the law of unintended consequences, Ah. I think struck. So we've been, um, we've been dealing with, uh, let's call them communication issues, um, Central Office made some changes in the portfolio portfolio evaluation language, but didn't change the numbers. So, four F is is four F, but in 2023, four F means this X, and in 2013, four F meant Y. Now that would normally be okay if you know you only had the 2022 23 portfolio evaluation standards right. there for, for people to choose and attach uh, artifacts to those standards. Right. But they didn't, they left the old ones in there and put them first. Then they put in the specialty areas like special ed or food service or whatever they have. They've got their own whole complete different set of standards. Mm-hmm. And way down at the bottom is the brand new ones. Well, teachers are just like their kids. Oh, I found it. Here we go. (laughs) And so we've been running around panicking because, uh, we've been trying to figure out how to fix this because our evaluations are coming up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's that. So the one person at central office, one person in central office did this in the process. He's so anytime you attach a piece of evidence, right. Mm-hmm. And when the principal goes in to do the evaluation, it looks like you didn't add any evidence to support any of these content or not content, but these standards or these whatever you call them.
1: So, right? Wait, so the, wait, hold on a second here. Are sure. this is this is an electronic kind of thing?
0: It is. This is all. This is so. I this is Frontline, also formerly known as ASOP. I've never used a different portfolio evaluation system, so I can't tell you what the others are or or this is only whenever we use this. So in this system, you take your artifact, whether it be a picture, a link, a video, whatever. uh, And then you go into your system and then you, you say, all right, this is what it is. Give it a title, give it a description. And then you click on a drop menu to say, all right, here's the standard or the, the section or whatever that I'm addressing. Then you have to, go to the right and you have to find the, so there's the category and then there's the substandard, right? With There's only ever one. There's never more than one. So it could be the same. Actually, it's the exact same thing just in a second dropdown menu. But I'm sure there's a reason for that. You click that and then you have to add that into your thing. So if you've got an artifact that meets multiple um, evaluation points for F for g 4 i for whatever you could right. add all of those in and then when the principal goes to do their evaluation as they go through standard by standard it just pops up in that spot where they can look at it and go oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah they've done that and then they so can evaluate not, you on their rubric it's not popping up then so no because you see it's it's attached to um a whole different section of evaluation and so when the principal pulls up the the thing and w- where your artifacts should automatically have been fed into a, a thing underneath that rubric where they mm-hmm. just go click, click, click. Okay. I see it. Then they, they, there's nothing there.
1: Uh, so somebody, this,
0: somebody didn't flip a switch.
1: I was going to say, so then this is really kind of a programming issue. Somebody didn't finish mm-hmm. the programming. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Now I'm with you. I was, yeah. I was just like, but Yep. But this should work, <laughs> even if it's, it even if, you know, if it, if you didn't scroll all the way to the bottom to pick the right one, if you're picking something, then mm-hmm. that something should show up. It might be the wrong one, but something should show up. Okay. <laughs>
0: but everything's sandboxed. So the person who is setting it up never gets to see what looks like <laughs> on the other end. Right. And then the person who's using it never gets to see how it's set up because that's sandboxed. And so they never, they can't go and say, so there's a problem and I think it's here can we can right. we check it see why so everything and then this, as a teacher you don't see you're in the smallest sandbox so you don't get to see anything and so you think you've done everything right and then when the principal comes back at you and says hey how can we didn't do any artifacts you and then you have to say i but i did you sound rather important yeah. so um we've had that issue uh this week um i've been very grateful that our principal's been understanding he's very understanding. And he said, all right, I says, this is a central office problem and I'm going to make a phone call. So I'm going to give you another two weeks on this. So we have two more weeks to figure out how to find artifacts from the entire year to fit into that's... something that we just found out was a standard.
1: Yeah, that's nice. That's, uh... Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that was part of our week
1: we're getting yeah. ready for a
0: DC trip do you, do you, do your students do a a, a trip Stratford or
1: um so California or no um the middle school fishing. kids go to Chawanki
0: you know it's it's one of my favorite candy bars. <laughs> tell us what is a Chawanki
1: <laughs> so Chawanki is a, a camp um it's um <gasps> Yeah, so they they do a camping thing. Um oh, and they do um where they they kind of in, learn about environment. They do some environmental um learning. They do some teamwork kind of things. Um so it's and and it is truly camping it's you know like 3 or 4 days i don't remember how long it is um nice but it's focused on ecology and wildlife and relationships so the relationships of kids and the uh, the environment and then relationships between um humans as well so it's the big trip for the middle school The high school they do take some trips. Um, Frequently, it's for competition kind of Mm -hmm. things, or you know certain programs in particular. So, so yeah,
0: yeah. Our sixth grade has done camp in the past, and they have wonderful little programs that they put on throughout the week as the kids are at camp. Yeah, Mm -hmm. those are really cool things. I'm really glad your students do that.
1: It is, it is very powerful and, and, you know, Maine, there's a lot of, ecology is a big part of Maine and being in Maine um, uh, and the environment so that part is um, pretty well well done I, I mean, just culturally, it's part of the culture that you know, because Maine does live off of the ocean and off of the land and there's a long history of that. It's pretty well embedded. You we need to kind of take care of some things and understand how different things work. So, yeah, yeah. So, cool. Yeah, you know, it's um, pretty there. Um, let's. So we will have some more things coming up as 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 well um i'm sure but it has been a couple of weeks and there's a a couple of a couple of things that that i'll share um we'll just do that section now (laughs) um we had we have the main through year testing is coming up which is uh nwa ish NWEA does state solutions for like three states, I think, Alaska, Nebraska, and Maine. And this is the first year of the through-year testing. So, you know, there's lots of <laughs> lots of verkemptness <laughs> about, you know, what's going on, how we're doing this. So it's very much like the NWEA tech. Test, but not. It's slightly different. And one of those things that's different is it's a different browser, a lockdown browser that we have to install. And we had to install a config file because originally the the testing gurus from wherever Uh. were like, the Mm -hmm. kids just pick the state that they're in. It's like... No, <laughs> this is not something that we want to happen. We do not want to add additional things in for mm-hmm. third graders through eighth graders and 10th graders that they have to pick the right state. Cause if they pick the wrong state, then, you know, <laughs> someone is going to have to come in and you know, how many kids are going to pick the wrong state, whether it's intentional or unintentional or whatever, um, so we've been working through getting that and there's a, there's a group of tech and uh, directors in Maine do a lot of collaboration. It's a really good group. And so we've been sharing, you know, different files and that config files. We got that. And then Apple decided security was important. <laughs> so they've made some changes. <laughs> so, so we had to make some additional changes and, I was talking assistant principal and I'm like, well, the good news is I guarantee we can solve this. The bad news is (laughs) (laughs) Um, at worst, it's going to be the kids are going to have to go into the Apple menu, Apple accessibility, (laughs) privacy and security. And it's like, you know. 20 clicks for them to allow this thing to work. And um, I said, but we're working on just including it as part of the config file. And we were able to include it as part of the config file, so it all works now. Um, so, yeah, so I got to work with a couple of kids, and I said, hey, can you check something for me? And it's like, they click on it, and we got it to work. And it's like, yes, yes. You've just helped us make it possible for you to give us, for you to take a test. And they were like, Yeah, well, wait, wait, what? (laughs) So, but uh, actually, a couple of them, they're like, you know, they got the sarcasm very, you know, they got the joke right there, and they're like, Yay. (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) so it was good. We have, we have, we just have some great kids. So, you know. Um, So we've been, doing a good bit of so we've have that test set up now ready to rock and roll uh and then we've got another statewide test coming for science um as well so and I think we're ready for that one cuz that one we did last year and everything went really well so um you know we had we had that all All arranged, and we should be ready to go with that. So there's a good bit of testing coming up for the kids, and you know how that goes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know how that goes, because you've recently completed a bunch of them.
0: And we're getting ready to head into our next round of testing, two weeks? Yeah. What, next week? Two weeks, two weeks. And uh, I was talking with the kids about that, and they're like, oh, come on, Mr. Gurr. Come on more and the answer is like yeah yeah more
1: and i wonder if the legislators really realize what that does what that feels like and how that plays out with kids you know one of the challenges we have and uh, i'm sure that (laughs) i'm sure you have a you can touch base with this one is Making sure the kids are really giving it their best effort, you know, because administrator uh, legislators yeah. want to go like, "Well, the kids didn't do that. It's like, yeah, the kid could have done a whole lot better on it, but they don't really have any skin in the game, and they they took the test, sure, <laughs> but you didn't get their you didn't get their all-out best on it, so so that can be a challenge as well. And I just don't think legislators really understand how that plays out. So, um, and then it is kind of um <clears throat> sub season. <laughs> this is the only way I can put it right now. Uh, we've had uh, quite a few subs for a variety of reasons. And that can be challenging when you're uh, when, as you're running a school. Um uh, have you seen many subs in the building?
0: Oh uh, well, that's that's ironic. Uh, the other day uh there were two teachers on my hall. All the rest were subs. And it was it wasn't like one thing where they're all like, hey, hey, you, hey, yeah. we're all just taking off. And it wasn't uh, it's Friday it was there were a variety of folks that had a variety of different you know things one had a maternity checkup one had a dental appointment one had this it just happened to be the perfect storm of everything um one, so there's a couple things that we've had with this one it's it's been better getting subs mm-hmm. i can't say that, that we've always got good subs but we've gotten subs the other thing we've noticed is that um our building subs we're looking at getting rid of building subs so really? that we don't have have those yeah uh quote unquote to save money which mm-hmm. did not make sense to me but okay and then um aids our aids are still being pulled like crazy to uh so so the month of april i'm supposed to have an aid fifth hour and i've seen her three times the month of <laughs> april because she's always being pulled for other stuff and it's not always subbing it's stuff in the office it's stuff for counseling it's stuff yeah. for whoever wants i mean the, so she's supposed to be a eight on our team but she's never on the team because she's always being pulled to go do stuff for other people so and, uh, central not central office but the office and not other teams or other teachers it's she's doing non-teaching stuff so that's where we with subs. I hope we get more subs um I got one of my former students contacted me and said, "I want to be a teacher I was like yes, yeah.
2: yay <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah we've we've had quite a number of subs, and it has it's not like there is a specific kind of reason, and it's it's just all over the board i mean there's been there's some teachers out on, for medical reasons, and, you know, there's just all kinds of things, uh, and it just, it's another another issue to deal with, so, you know, that kind of comes into play there as well, um, and then we also have been having some, quote, fun with email lately, because... Uh, oh. Yeah, some of the email from, you know, as most schools do, we have the the announcement kind of feature mm-hmm. where you can make an announcement and it pushes out an email to, uh, and it's getting marked as as spam, and these can be really hard to deal with because you're dealing generally you're dealing either with SPF or DKIM issues, and troubleshooting them can be just lots of fun. So, um, you know, email, there's lots and lots of spam out there. And there's some things that schools do that end up kind of looking spam because you're sending out a lot of email. You're sending it out at, at once. And um, you, you got to make sure that everything is set correctly so that you don't get marked as spam. And that can be fun cuz like with it just is a little bit of additional background with with this it's somebody else is sending email as us basically right cuz there's a company that does the the email and sends it out and they're kind of sending it out as mm-hmm. us and that's kind of a spamish thing to do if mm-hmm. everything isn't set absolutely perfectly and these things change pretty these things change occasionally <laughs> without notice, usually, and it's like, oh, it's not working. Why is it not working? So so we've been dealing with some of that as well.
0: It seems like if a company's gonna speak in Spanish they should use an accent.
1: <laughs> just just a yeah. thought. You like the you, you you like that. Um you like accents though.
0: Oh, I do. Uh, If you uh, listen to it, I'm pretty sure sometimes it uh, just goes uh, crazy around here (laughs) uh, with
1: the the accent, of course. Yeah. Um, So, you know, just those are things that have distracted me out from other things. Also, um, oh, I forgot to put this in. We uh, did working with uh, eighth grade. One of the eighth grade classes, they are doing interviews with new Mainers. So, people who are new to Maine, um, several of them are coming from other lands, other countries. Um, and so, the kids are going to be doing uh, interviews and they're going to transcribe the interviews and, you know, they're going to do a write up and, and all of that. So, it's a really good project. And the teacher asked me to to come in and see if we could help them. And we're doing recording, and then we're going to be using they're going to be using Mac Whisper to do the transcription. So it's going to be fun to see. It's going to be fun to see how accurate the transcriptions are because it does pretty well. Although one kid, we I had them all test it and when it came out with inappropriate words and the kid did not Ooh. speak any inappropriate words i mean i was i kind of heard what they were saying and it was not that <laughs> so that was a good I, lesson
0: i had that happen with uh google chrome listening to my students do speak the words on h5p mm-hmm. and i was there and heard the kid speak words into the the h5p speak the words and what Google Chrome told him, he said, was not anywhere near, nor was it safe work. And I said, you can skip that one. Just go. Just, just skip it. He wasn't going to overcome the accent on that one to, to, to get the computer to think it. So I just said, you just go to the next one. Yeah. But yeah. No, it's funny. Sometimes what pops up and you're like, nope. Not mm-hmm. even close.
1: Yeah. And the kid was funny. I mean, he reported it right away. He didn't really see that I had been walking behind him because he was, you know, they were because they were just talking back and forth. They're working in pairs, mostly. So they were just trying it out. And there was a lot of noise in the room, obviously, as they were all doing this at once and all that. But it was like telling the teacher, calls the teacher, or was like, that's not what I said. <laughs> and she says, just delete it. And, you know, it's like, yep, you did the right thing. You reported it quickly. You were all good and that kind of thing. So, yeah, so that's kind of, uh, that's kind of fun. So, um, and I think that we are, you know, I, I do want to say that there are some nice things about living in a small town. What's that? If you don't know your, what you're doing, someone else yep. does. Mm-hmm. Oh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My car died the other day. I had to call an Uber to go get my tux pressed. Really? cost me 55 bucks. You know? I was really taken to the cleaners.
0: You were. You were Mm -hmm. indeed.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you know they sell luxury coffins?
0: Luxury coffins.
1: Luxury coffins. That's the last thing I need.
0: That's true. Yes, you're right.
2: Wow. Okay, um,
1: <laughs> we've got some we've got some books here. Dave Bidlowski's got the best STEM books for 2023 for middle school Great. students, and these are these are really good. They're high interest, and well, let's just let let Dave tell you about them. So here, without further ado, is the wonderful.
2: Mr. Dave Bidlowski in the Middle School Science Minute. Hi, my name is Dave Bidlowski of K12Science.net, and this is your K12 Science Podcast. I was recently reading the March April 2023 issue of Science Scope, a publication for middle school science teachers published by the National Science Teaching Association. And in the issue, I read about the best STEM books for 2023, actually books published in 2022, which provide endless opportunities for engaged learning. I recently did a podcast on the best science books for 2023, books published in 2022, but these STEM books are a little bit different. Best STEM book winners explore problems and possible solutions in the scientific world and, where applicable, in the lives of the protagonists. Instead of focusing on specific content, the best STEM books emphasize real world issues that cross disciplinary boundaries. And there are six books recommended for middle school science students in this list. The first book is entitled, American Murderer, The Parasite That Haunted the South. And it's written by Gail Jarrow, a medical mystery that provides a narrative of STEM thinking as the mystery of hookworm is slowly unraveled. With the parasite identified, the story then looks at how interdisciplinary thinking can be utilized to help improve community health. The second book is entitled Breakdown, Explosions, Implosions, Crashes, Crunches, Cracks, and More, a How Things Work Look at How Things Don't, and it's written by Mara Grunbaum. With chapters like Another One Bites the Dust and Famous Failures, Breakdown allows kids to question things like design flaws and curse construction. It's a browsable book that allows us to not only think about how things work, but also how they don't. After it shares the story of an explosion, implosion, crunch, or crack, the book shares with you just the fact to help explain. The third book is entitled, Concrete from the Ground Up, written by Larissa Thilou. Imagine there was no concrete. This construction material has helped to build our modern world. Through witty text and engaging illustrations, readers discover the past, present, and future of this everyday building material. Learn how concrete has radically changed the human-engineered world. The fourth book is entitled, No Boundaries, 25 women explorers and scientists share adventures, inspiration, and advice, and it's written by Claire Feisler and Gabby Salazar. From a paleoanthropologist to astronomer, marine biologist to citizen scientist, No Boundaries allows readers to share the experiences of 25 different women that are making an impact in the field of STEM. Each story gives detailed accounts of their careers and missions. Great details and photography strengthen the interest of the reader. The fifth book for middle school students is Science Comics, Bridges, Engineering Masterpieces. And it's written by Dan Zetwak. Presenting the engineering process through an engaging comic format makes this book a fun way for young people to be introduced to problem solving and STEM. Students will get to follow the evolution of the bridge through time as people need to solve various problems and challenges. And the sixth book for middle school students is Superpower, The Wearable Tech Revolution. And it's written by Elaine Kachala. This book showcases examples on how technological innovation helps people thrive in our daily life. It contains beautiful illustrations and photographs of the design and operation of the devices. A chapter on ethical issues on technology use is included. And this has been your K-12 Science Podcast.
1: I don't know if you've read any of those, but man, there's uh, he's, picked some, he's picked some good ones there. You know, get the superpowers going and all of that.
0: Yeah, the the one on breakdown, uh explosions implosions whatever. I wonder if it's really close to uh backyard ballistics. I love that book. Yeah. So I, 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 I yeah. So I'm very curious to see. Yeah, this list is an interesting list. I like it.
1: Um Dave also did share. Uh we talked last week about propelio. Um do you remember talking about Propelio? We uh, we took a look at that and um where that goes and all that good stuff. Right? You remember Propelio, right?
0: I'm um, in the middle of putting it together a DC trip. There's um you're 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 pushing the edge of my
1: Okay. My memory. I didn't I shouldn't have put you on the spot there, but um it's interesting because Dave created an account and went through some of the sections um mm-hmm and and i'm going to quote a little bit from him uh here and he says quote it seems complete and would be a godsend to a lot of teachers uh i really liked how it implemented phenomena um, oh. so he's going to be sharing it with some uh some teachers and some friends um and he shared it with a friend in new york and the the new yorker was impressed so, oh. um, and so, you know, if you can impress a new Yaka, you know, yeah. you want to do, if I've you want to do accents, up. I can, I can, oh, I, there can you start, go. I can start kicking in my Mena accent. Uh, there you go.
0: We should do the show like that. <laughs> I should do uh, a Mena, this is the one a I... Mena
1: show. <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. Let's see. So
0: we'll put it in the title and check our title ratings on it. <laughs> Uh, I gave Propello to the science teacher across the hall. Actually, she's a long-term sub, and she was excited to try it. And I, you know, what this reminds me, I need to check in with her and see how it's going because I know she's been using it. Uh, and I'll, I'll find out from her how much she likes it. Yeah, um, yeah. I I totally forgotten about Propello. You're right. We we did talk about this. <clears throat> um, I just never followed up with her to see if she was excited to try it when I gave it to her. So that's cool. That's it. That's really good feedback. That's it. Good information.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it does seem like this might be something that goes to a cost model at some point, but um mm-hmm. it is something to um to take a look at uh as well and maybe get while the getting is good. So um I did want to share and I appreciate Dave sending that along as well, because that's always great to hear. And then uh Vicky Davis who goes by the cool cat teacher mm-hmm. um this is a paid post or a sponsored post <laughs> Propello sponsored the post but all opinions are her own um she posted how to create differentiated NGSS science lessons using Propello mm-hmm. um and says the ELA is coming for next school year. Oh, so, excellent! Um, so yeah, and she's got a, a nice overview of some of the creating the some of the resources and creating a learning path. And then she goes into a little bit of differentiation with leveled text and the immersive reader built in. Um, and the immersive reader is from Microsoft and it has a lot of really interesting is a lot it's but it's gotten a lot of good reviews and seems to be pretty powerful for, for kids. Um and again I find it interesting that they are using H five P. You can tell they're using H five P if you use H five P at all. Um and she goes through how you can um, um. do rostering as well. Um, and it says teachers will always have rostering for free, which includes Google Classroom, Microsoft Teams, and manual rostering. So, you know, uh, I think it is worth a look, ex- if you're a science teacher, I really, really think it's worth a good Uh, getting, getting an eyes on it and experiencing it and seeing how it works, seeing what it does and how it does it. So uh, I would definitely check that out. All right. Um, Let's take a look at the social web.
0: Social web, uh, really short this week. Um, So Susie Dent uh, popped up a word of the day that I thought was really good. Uh, con felicity word of the day is con felicity. It's joy in the happiness of others. And she did it. Uh, chose that word uh, in tribute to uh, the, uh, the Wrexham uh, football league or, mm-hmm. or a team um, in, in Wales, making it winning their winning their league, winning the championship championship and getting a promotion, moving up from not premier, but not, moving up from uh, tier five to tier four. Or tier four to tier three, moving up a tier, right? Mm-hmm. So they're on their way to Premier League. It's just uh, you got a few more <laughs> of these things to go, but they moved out of the out of the league they were in up to the next one. Uh, Ryan Reynolds posted everything. I home smells like champagne, beer, and grass. I'm still somewhere between giggling and sobbing. This town and this sport is one of the most uh, romantic things on earth. Thank you, Wrexham AFC, and uh, so she did. She chose that word in honor of their their championship also from Susie Dent. And I use these in, uh, as my, uh, uh, Josiah words, jo- Josiah finally came to me and goes, yes, you put in five, you put in five this week. I said, yes, I did, I, I did do that. Yes, There's sir. five this week. <laughs> He's like, so what are you doing next week? And to be honest, I hadn't picked a word for next week. So I didn't know. Just, you know, I, th- I think, I think we should make these harder cause since you're getting them all right. He looked at me, just kind of glared. And I, I tease the kids. Also. They come, they'll come and they'll go, I got 10 out of 10. I'm like, excellent. You know what that means? What? I'm going to make it harder next week. <laughs> no, no. I never do. But they, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun game to play with them. They know it's a mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susie Dent also said, I love these lost markers of time. Overmorrow, which is the day after tomorrow. Air yesterday is the day before yesterday. Yestreen, that's yesterday evening. Yestermorn, yesterday morning, night, which is a week, seven nights, as opposed to fortnight, which is fourteen nights. Um, so I, I, I put all five in uh, this past week in the uh, in the vocab. You know, as the kids are learning some some new words. And as soon as I went uh, said yester evening, or is yesterday evening. What do you think yestermorn is? I nailed it. So they were like, "No, Miss McGurry, you put in five, but this is like so easy. We can figure this out." I was like, "Yes, yay!" Um, so I, I used these this week and had just a ton of fun with them. Uh, the kids did too. And then, then the English teacher comes up and says, "What is this Yestreen stuff you're doing in your class?" Because the kids are talking about Yestreen, and uh, so I, I told her. She's like, "Uh huh, okay. We haven't <laughs> had our time getting modern English. What's this ancient English stuff?" So She's just she's messing with me, but mm-hmm. um, so Bodo. Honan, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, mm-hmm. who is the founder of Knowledge, uh, posted a link to a pitch he gave on stage at uh, the uh, A Sugs VS Summit. I know I got that wrong. Um, we are so excited to have launched the first of three tools we are building to power the future of learning. Um, that is, of course, Knowledge. Uh, the knowledge app, N-O-L-E-J, that we've talked about. They're now official. So they're out of beta and they are live. There is a cost model to this. It's about 16, it's $19 a month. But if you pay for a year, you only pay for pay $16 a month-ish, somewhere there. Uh, if you get a whole year subscription, but you can go month to month. And then as you build stuff, you can keep it. Uh, you'll always be able to have access to it, even if you cancel your subscription or your monthly whatever uh open is heavily involved with this um this little thing i showed it to a uh tech person tech director and immediately his his brain went you know we could get rid of a big part of our online curriculum writing staff just by using this and uh have them focus on or we could make them more efficient Not necessarily get rid of them we can make them more efficient by incorporating this. So he was, he was sufficiently impressed by this, this whole process. We talked about knowledge before you put in a video and it uses right. H5P and pulls out the vocabulary, puts in informative questions, gives you um, a series of quiz questions, generates a whole bunch of things and all do- things. And it all does it using uh, artificial intelligence. Um, so they're the first to market. And he hinted it in the video that yeah, he uh, was also part of this tweet. Uh, that there are other companies that are also coming out. They're just, they're the first to market. They're estimating uh, a huge amount of revenue this first year, which will then fund their next two projects. And uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they put together. So I, like I said, uh, was uh, getting, we're we're in the throes of getting um, Washington, D.C. stuff put together. Mm -hmm. So I was not very much on social media, um, uh, this week or last week, and uh, so that's sorry. I only have the the, the couple things.
1: And knowledge—that's how they want to pronounce it—was um, mm-hmm. purchased by with someone. Were were they purchased by OpenAI? I believe they're
0: purchased by OpenAI. Yeah,
1: I think so. I think
0: they're being going to be run as a subsidiary,
1: right? Right.
0: But their funding model is different because open AI, you buy credits, and in uh, knowledge it's going to be a straight up uh, sign up. You're going to pay this much per month.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's the, what they had kind of they were exploring when because mm-hmm. we did the beta right, and they asked us so like, how much right. would you pay? Yep. When you've got this many yeah. credits and that many things, and.
0: I didn't say 20 bucks a month. I remember that. I did not say 20 bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> so, yeah. So, And and I think you're going to see more and more of these coming, definitely. Um, we're seeing all kinds of AI stuff coming in to, to play now as well. All right. Um. Caitlin Tucker has the FAQ, the playlist model. We talked about the playlist model in podcast 572. Oh um, so if you want to, I guess Hazel is uh, happy about this one. Yes, um, <laughs> Hazel's
0: excited about that.
1: Man. Um, so we talked about it in 572, the, the playlist model. So you can hit the show notes for that. There'll be a link back to, to that. But the follow up to this was the um was I thought was interesting. Um and I, I just wanted to kind of bring it back because I think the playlist model is very uh has some real usage. Um, and I think it could be very valuable for uh, a lot of teachers. Um, and so she's gotten kind of an FAQ on it. Uh, question, how long should students work on a playlist? And, you know, that can vary uh, it, depending on what the playlist covers. It's um, whether it's a single topic or a concept um, or if it's, guiding students through a unit or a multi-step task, then it could take a lot longer. So there's no right answer for that. Um, She says, what's the best format to present a playlist? And she says, you know, use a digital document or slide deck. Um, I would would say this is one of those things that Moodle could do really, really well as, uh, because you could, you can let kids discover the next step once they've completed a step and you could kind of break that down and not overwhelm them or you can give them all of the pieces as you want depending on what works best for you so i would definitely take a look at that question three how do i track student progress and she says there's basically a couple of options to consider whether it's public or private tracking Um, Public tracking system allows for student-to-student collaboration and can be especially helpful in instances where students need to find a partner to complete a task. Uh, Private tracking system can be done digitally as an entrance or exit ticket, uh, allowing students to update their progress. Again, I would say Moodle could be a godsend for this because Moodle could allow for that tracking, it has the completion process built in. So the kid, the student, and the teacher can both see that. And uh, there's some really great tools for, for doing that. Um, and then question four, what do I do with students who are done early? And that is a regular challenge. <laughs> um and she brings up the modern classroom projects must-do, may-do, and aspire-to-do, um, which allows students to work at their own pace and um, provides them with a range of activities to, uh, to complete. Um, and I don't think we've talked about the modern classroom projects but that looks interesting as well. I'm going to, have to do a little bit of, of taking on from there. Uh, and then she also mentions extension activities that uh, students can work on after they finish their assigned work. I would be be wary with extension activities that it's not just more work, that it is... Uh, truly extension and that can be difficult to do for teachers teachers really uh, frequently don't have enough time to really develop some of those extension activities um, because that takes takes a lot of work um and then she talks about digital stories and what they've learned from five e's and um and then creating different versions of a playlist for students at different levels can keep them engaged and challenged so uh, so you might want to take a look at that i'm I, I like the idea of the playlist model I, not for everything and not all the time, but uh, I think it's got some cool aspects to it. Have you done anything with like the playlist model or uh, I have
0: not uh I've not messed with that much at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's essentially it becomes one of the things you can do with that is that you you can do some differentiation. You can allow for differentiation. And she talks about using the playlist models in different ways too, whether you're doing it whole class or whether you're doing it as a station rotation kind of thing, or whether you're using it for differentiation. Um, And again, it's one of those things that's a good bit of work, but um, it especially if you have a strong, robust tool like Moodle, that can help you with that process. It can be yep. doable. So, um, another thing that I found this week uh, revolves around um, revolves around co-teaching. Um, and co-teaching is one of those things that. I'd like, to, I'd like to see really get embedded better into education. It's very, co-teaching is very difficult, but it can be super powerful. And um, the Middle Web blog has uh, uh, a write-up uh, about co-teaching and the importance of co-planning. Um, and I really wish we would kind of, Embed this, standardize this, uh, empower this, empower teachers to work together, because that's not always uh, you know seen as a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some tips over there for that. You do you do you do or you're supposed to be doing some co-teaching. <laughs> I know it's hard to get <laughs> time in frequently.
0: Yeah, we're supposed to. Uh, not co-teaching per se. We're supposed to have AIDS. Um, yeah. I'm social studies, which means I'm not allowed to do any co-teaching. However, our math and language arts people do get uh, co-teaching because uh, on my team because our, my team has all the special ed students. Mm-hmm. So the special ed teachers push in and co-teach with the regular ed teachers. But science and social studies uh, do not get uh, co-teacher. So it's just math and just Uh, English.
1: Okay. All right. Um, Over at TCEA, Mm. they have. uh, I thought this was neat that, you know, they're like AI comes with a lot of uncertainty and there's some blurred lines. So uh, being inspired by Ted Lasso's, be curious, not judgmental. Oh, which is a great scene in Ted Lasso. Did you watch Ted? Have you watched uh, Ted Lasso? Or?
0: I started the first uh, episode, the first season, and then I had a squirrel moment and got distracted okay. and did something else. But I there's, know who you're talking about.
1: Yeah, there's but, a but, really uh, good dartboard scene. You might have seen the dartboard. Oh, scene I have seen that. This yes. Be be curious, not judgmental. Um, yeah. The dartboard scene, I think, is fantastic. So. That's where it comes from. Uh, and they bring up, so, so you know, AI, let's, let's do a couple of things here. So they bring up five AI tools to try. Uh, number one is, would you rather question generator? Oh, um, that's cool. From, yeah, if you're looking for a fast way to generate questions for an icebreaker activity or to get intellectual discussion going, this tool is for you. Um so you can you can probably guess what Would You Rather Question Generator does <laughs> right there from the title. <laughs> so uh, there is a second one is character.ai, um, which is the, one of the nice things is it doesn't require any login from students. And it allows you to have a discussion, quote unquote, with a number of famous people. Uh, So keep in mind there are pop culture icons listed as well as political figures, both past and present. Um, And they mentioned that they may use this with uh, helping students fact-check while working on a project. And uh, I would want to fact-check the AI, (laughs) personally, but... Mm -hmm. Um, oh yeah so number three is teacher's aid and it generates a worksheet in under 60 seconds any subject any topic uh so i have mixed feelings about this one but uh yeah you can do a variety of uh, activities Uh, You select a grade level, a worksheet type, which could include independent reading, fill-in-the-blank, word search, word scramble, vocabulary, or question set. Um, And it, you know, kind of creates it. It says the standard worksheets are very basic and visually simple, but I like that you're able to edit the text, although in limited ways. And... Again, this might be something that you use with to create some of the base level questions or just to get some questions and go, oh, yeah, OK, I can see where that is. So it might save you some time. So number four is YouTube summary with chat GPT. Oh, um, so there is a Chrome extension called... YouTube summary with ChatGPT. <laughs> want to guess what that one does? <laughs> oh. uh, and then finally, oh, by the way, uh, Mac Whisper. Mm-hmm. will do YouTube summaries as well. You put a YouTube a URL right in there. Now there's oh. an update for oh. it, so you can you can might want to check that out. Um, And number five, they have CuriePod, which you can quickly generate standards-based lessons plan on any subject and and concept. You can also access a library of pre-made content and uh, a teacher community. So, I think that we're seeing uh, a lot of these AI things, and I think we're going to see more. Um and then I know I said five, but there's a bonus tool. <laughs> Ooh. And this one is and I don't know if you've played around with this one.
0: Oh, this is this one I've seen.
1: Cat yeah, GTP. This is cool. Not chat GPT, but yeah, cat cool. GPT. Yeah. So <laughs> all right. <laughs> And since we're on um, AI, one of the ones that they, there's another one kind of designed for, well, it was mentioned to me for EL students. And this is ego.ai, eig AI, And they have a variety of um of lessons. It uses AI technologies to generate listening, reading, and speaking lessons for English learners. Each lesson is available in three levels, beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And each lesson includes a subtitled video, a reading passage with comprehension questions, speaking practice uh, activity, and a vocabulary uh, review quiz. so again, it is something that um, you might want to uh, take a look at, and you might want to use where you don't have to create all the material yourself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You can browse through the, the beginner lessons. You have to sign in if you want to do um, if you want to do the the other the top two lessons so um and they say that the lessons are fact-checked by humans oh
0: wonderful that's you know that 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 is helpful i'll explain why because we did the uh the gpt questions for geography yes and out of the 1300 we found one or two where um, yeah, the AI got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Got it very wrong. So, yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. You got to check it.
1: So, but, but again, these could be resources that could help make your life a little bit easier. So, um, let's stick on that role as well. And, um, one of the almost all of these use H5P. I've noticed that. Have you noticed that there seems to be a lot of them that use H5P?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I like the fact that they use H5P.
1: Yes, I do too, because you can reuse H5P things if they permit it. Hey, there's a little yep. button right there. And uh, Oliver Tech has a new. H5P um, content type. Uh, and this is called discrete option multiple choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a long conversation about how it's not really multiple choice cause and I'll get to that in this right, right now. So what this does is instead of presenting all answer options to choose from at once, the options are shown successively successfully in successively in random. So Mm -hmm. it's you know, you get one at a time. For each option, the test taker has to decide whether it's correct or not. So it leaves four possible scenarios for each option. The option is incorrect and the test taker marks it as incorrect. If they do so, they will be presented with the next option, if there are any left. The option is incorrect, and the test taker marks it as correct. That ends the, the question, and they have gotten it incorrectly. They have gotten it wrong. The option is correct, and the test taker marks it as incorrect. So they have gotten it wrong, and that ends the, that question. And then finally, the option is correct and the test taker marks it as correct, then it say they have gotten that correct that question right, so they would get the points for it. So, it 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 almost becomes more of a yes no kind of answer answers versus multiple choice kind of answers, right? Because you are saying yes,
2: right. This is the correct
1: answer or no, this is not the correct answer. So it actually takes away some of those test skills of reading through the possible answers and, you know, eliminating the ones that, you know, aren't right and picking the best of the answers.
0: Yeah. I think it, I think it actually forces them to place, evaluate each of these answers. Right. Which, for my kids, I kind of like,
1: I kind of like that whole idea. Yeah, they have to evaluate thinking, it, but they have to, and they also have to evaluate it individually. Yes, you know, they they right. can't read through all four of them and then go back and say that was the one that was that I think is right. So. um, I think it's an interesting, I don't know that I would use, I I think it could be way overused as well because I think the cognitive load gets much higher with that. There's You can get a lot of uh, fatigue thinking through each one of those. I think it's a higher processing, um, which can be good. But also I think it could be overused as well. Um, But I really like having the option. And I think it could be very useful. So I haven't had a chance to install it yet. But um, it is available. It is open source. So um, you can go through and read how it all works. If you want. Um, And uh, again, I think it's pretty pretty interesting. And I think... Uh, i i'd like to play around with it a little bit so speaking of playing around you might want to catch mm-hmm. a free concert
0: free concert so the uh the there's a university whose mu- music department has been putting um their most recent concerts on their music page And so you can just, if you follow that page every now and then, they'll just be able to rotate through some free concerts. So the latest one is called Postcards from Italy. And we put a link in the show notes. And it's, you know, I think this one's the symphony orchestra and they're playing Italian music. So there you go. Um, But there you go. Uh, Free concert, play that in the background while you're doing grades, finishing up the things for the year. Um, We've got about six weeks in my district to go. Five Mondays, people. That's five Mondays,
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard seven Mondays from somebody the other day. I don't remember when that was though, so somebody's retiring.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go,
1: <laughs> so truly yeah. truly seven Mondays, so yeah yep I, right. and uh, you've got some culture that you want to share with us too.
0: Sure. We can do access, access to culture translator. So there's a hashtag going around out there. It's called hashtag actually autistic. And what it is, is, uh, Emma camp, uh, is writing an op-ed for the New York times about the aestheticization of neurodivergence. Mm-hmm. In essence, what she's talking about is that there are people who are producing products that are for people who have uh, a collection of habits that are being labeled as autism when they don't really have autism. They just have characteristics of uh, personality characteristics mm-hmm. that ha- have some of those quirks and even not all of them. And she's, she writes in there and she says, there's, there's like a whole divergent number of ways to to take this. And she says, she's one who does have autism. And she says, she she doesn't think about it every day because she lives it. Right. So she doesn't, think about it doesn't want to think about it because that's just her life Mm -hmm. but she says she's finding interesting how many people are or how many companies and organizations are attaching some sort of social benefit to having it and then saying oh okay well here you know let me make and they're making accommodations for people who don't have the actual autism but have personality quirks that are like it And she says, you know, other people are going to take this, everything from please. I don't want it to though. I mean, people actually have the autism are are taking it every, every direction from uh, please. I don't want it to, uh, straight up being offended by it. So, uh, interesting article, interesting take did not know that was happening out there. Um, so, uh, there's a link it's New York times, which means you probably, they're probably going to want you to sign up and give them their email address and make them, but there's a link in the, in the show notes. Uh, Repair, reparent, repeat. Okay. Mm. Uh, The Atlantic uh, spoke to several uh, psychologists about breaking negative parenting cycles, and they've decided, or these researchers have found, that uh, how you were parented is very likely how you're going to parent. And that can be wonderful if you had great parents.
1: What a surprise.
0: Yeah, but if you had bad parents, then chances are good you're going to do the same thing. And what we need to do or what they're proposing is that there be parenting classes and parenting skills. Somewhere where you could go and get parenting skills to change these, these negative parenting cycles. So something to look at, something to consider, maybe share that with, with folks and uh, those who are seeking to, to break the cycle. They're really, it's the only ones that it's effective with. I have some slang for you.
1: Hit some me with slang. It, man.
0: For you to sling around school, all right?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Dono wall. And I I, I look at it before I read the thing, and I thought, dono wall, it's got to be something with donuts, right? Because dono, dono wall, but I was wrong. It's a term used in Twitch chat for when somebody donates to a streamer, and then the streamer doesn't respond or acknowledge the donation or the dono terms often accompanied by this uh there's a gif and i put a link to the gif in the in the in the show notes it's a, someone talking to a wall uh example uh donation uh thanks for all the streams they've really helped me through my breakup with my girlfriend and the streamer's like nothing nothing and there's chat don't the know wall so uh there you go then if you might hear that being thrown around school now you know what it means and uh and you are prepared
1: and, you know, that really brings up the etiquette. It, it's a it's a form of etiquette, right? Yes. That if you are donating to a streamer, then you're expecting something back. And I think one of the things that, you know, an acknowledgement, like, you know, hey, thanks or whatever. And um, it's interesting to think about etiquette and etiquette changes and how things have changed and you know kids have their own etiquette as well sometimes we don't realize that so hey but we do realize that all the show notes the GIF that is there um, and much more is available over at middle school matters.com You can Mm -hmm. head over there and get all of those links. You can search like if you need. If you go, okay, we we talked about Propello in show five seventy two. It's available on the website, Um, and of course we are available on the major pod catchers that are out there. Uh, If there is one that you, you want to use and we're not on, please let us know. We will add into any of them that we can. Um, there's a couple of them that are starting to try to be exclusive and not let uh, oh. just anyone. Yeah, I know. But, hey, you know, but we will anywhere where we can be, we will be. And we would appreciate it if you'd give us a five-star rating. Tell us why Sean is the world's greatest po <gasps> show host as well. Ooh. We really super appreciate that. And share with your friends and, and the social media medias of your choice. With that, this has been Middle School Matters for Middle School Educators Who Care. All opinions expressed on this podcast are exclusively the opinions of the host and guest, and not indicative of any employer.